blah 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 blah. I just realized that my parents are both Labrador retrievers. (laughs) I'm assuming that's what you're about to say. (laughs) My whole world has turned upside down. (laughs) The weird thing is, I'm actually allergic to dogs. (laughs) The weird thing is, they've been speaking English my whole life. (laughs) I had no idea. (laughs) Wait. There are other languages? (laughs) I thought everyone spoke dog. Welcome to Opinions That No One Asked For, or Otnof, or The Nof. Except not really anymore, mostly just hot enough. My name is McKay. And my name is Jordan. This is a show where two guys that have uh, zero qualifications sit down and give their opinions on basically anything from non-alcoholic beverages at the end of the year to (laughs) uh, babies to movies to fast food. I don't know. That basically covers most things. I think you get it. You get the spectrum, man. Yeah, that's basically everything that there is. Nice job. Thanks. Virtual high five. (laughs) (laughs) Clap. Nice. (laughs) Clap noise. How was your New Year's Eve? It's. I mean, as we're recording, today is New Year's Day. So, Happy New Year, first of all. Happy 2021. Feliz Año Nuevo. How was your New Year's Eve? Feliz Año Nuevo. It was uh, muy bien. Muy bien. We had tacos. See, muy muy picante. Um, it was really good. We we had tacos. My dad made some really good meat. We had Ooh. pork, Ooh. chorizo, nice poy, pollo. I didn't whole, even know oh. I was launching us into this uh, Spanish cuisine <laughs> when I <laughs> started talking to the Spanish. Yeah, we had some really good food last night, and then we had some family and friends come over and. Um, we ate food with them, as you might have guessed. Yeah. As drank, drank Martinelli's. Uh, <laughs> I was like the only the one who drank juices. it, though. I like, I'm a I big fan of Martinelli. Stuff. I do, too. I'm all about it. I know. I wish, a, I wish Michelle liked it more because I would drink it year-round. Honestly, this stuff is way good. I'm a big fan. Yeah. There's like, I like the classic one, as always. Right. But there's a... There's like a blush flavor. What does that even like mean? Apple, apple blush. I don't know. But I, I call know. it blush. Blush. The blush flavor. <laughs> yeah. Solid. So I was I was pounding that last night because no one else would drink yeah, it. You're but... feeling a little hungover from your apple cider. <laughs> it's the New Year's man. I got a party. <laughs> <laughs> so good. I feel like. Um, yeah, it was way fun. It was way fun. Yeah. Do Were you guys say? have any, like, New Year's traditions or anything? I don't know. It's very different from Christmas in that it's not as, like, tradition-centered yeah. as a lot of other holidays. We eat food and <laughs> uh, play as, games. As humans <laughs> oft are wont to do. <laughs> yeah, usually usually we just have a nice, a nice dinner, and then we play some games. Yeah, and then, yeah. so like last time we played Spoons. We didn't get around to playing BS. And then oh, I haven't played that played, game in so long. That is a classic. Know, super fun. And then we played uh, Just Dance, actually. Solid. My sister, like, low-key is, like, super... Like, I think she, like, practices it Just privately, dance? like, when no one's home. Yeah. But she, like, is saying perfect on every single move. Dude, so that I was game kinda, is so fun. kind of frustrated, but it was way fun. I against Caitlyn. <laughs> I, so when I played in high the school... The showdown of the century. That was when Just Dance was basically just for the Wii. 
And yeah, I, yeah. I killed it back then. I was so good. But that's because you only had to be really good at dancing with one hand, right? Mm-hmm. The one with yeah, the controller. Yeah. And so I could beat anybody. But nowadays, they have, like, the Connect version. They have... Yeah, that's what they, we got. They even have one that you can play with your phone, which is pretty cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I don't, I'm not good anymore. Now that you have to dance with more body parts than one, I suck at this <laughs> dance. <laughs> so I'll take, I'll take Caitlin and a Wii Just Dance off sometime. But right. Connect I'm is too sure, much for me. I'm sure she'll be down. Yeah. Yeah, so we had on the connect. So things got things got pretty heated last night. Yeah. We actually had the parents. We got the parents involved. Nice. And uh, yeah, so it was a good time. We had a lot of fun. It was good. What about you? It was good. I I feel like New Year's Eve has historically been the most disappointing holiday of my life. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's, it's kind of sad. I'm sorry. No, I mean I don't even mean it in a sad way. It's just like Virtual culture hug. makes it. <laughs> it's alright, <laughs> but it's like pop culture has kind of hyped it up to be like I need to be at this wild party or whatever. Yeah, or yeah. I need to be doing something crazy when it strikes midnight or watching the ball drop or whatever. But like, I didn't really go to parties when I was a teenager. I don't now, even when I'm in college. I'm married now. There's a pandemic going on, and so Michelle and I we just like. We actually got an air fryer for Christmas, so we air fried some shrimp. Oh, dang. And we got some, like, beverages, and then we ate all that, and then we realized it was, like, 9.30, and we're like, shoot, we started this party way too early. <laughs> what are we going to do for two and a half hours? <laughs> so we watched a movie, then we watched a half of another movie, and then I think when it struck midnight, I think my wife was in the bathroom, and I was just, like, scrolling through social media. <laughs> and then she came out, and I gave her a hug. I was like, yeah, happy new year. I was like, woo, let's go to bed. And then we went to bed. <laughs> so... <laughs> You didn't even kiss? We kissed at some point. I don't know. We get to kiss all the time. That's the luxury of it. <laughs> We're not limited to, to midnight. Wow. Incredible. Yeah, it was fun. It was nice. And I love, obviously, spending the night with Michelle. But it's just like, I don't know. I remember in high school, it was always like, who's going to be your New Year's kiss? And we're like, I don't know, just garbage like that, which I never participated yeah, like, in. <laughs> there's kind of like pressure behind it. It's like, oh, shoot, it's New Year's. I got to I gotta make something happen. Yeah, yeah. This <laughs> is like fine. It's never going to look like it was in High School Musical 1. I can't reach I that I just about to bring ideal. that. <laughs> That's unrealistic, okay? I can't have something that magical. What's the song that they sing? Is this it, could be this could the be star, the star of something, something new. new. Except it's not even Tro- or Zac Efron singing, so it sounds so weird when he comes yeah. in the first time it's the guy from uh, the cinderella story with selena gomez dude my little cousin we just went i went hiking with him and his family this morning and um i said hey what'd you do last night and he said we were watching the office till midnight nice. <laughs> to, to like give it you know the last the last yeah, go yeah, yeah and he said like once it once it struck midnight it just stopped really so, like, we can't it play this anymore at just, midnight yeah, just boom, gone. That sucks. Man, I'm glad I wasn't there. I, I, it's like I, I went in the other room while they put the dog down. I did not pay attention when The Office disappeared from Netflix. It would have been too traumatic for me. You got a, the DVDs now, so you're chilling. Yeah, yeah. just need a DVD player. That's our next purchase. <laughs> they, the Office just released a uh, never-before-seen cold opener. Okay, I saw an ad or something for that. I couldn't tell if it was clickbait or not. Have you watched it? it was, I did. It was pretty funny. Really? It, it's, a, it's just like another prank on dwight okay and, uh I, I recommend it yeah i'll have to look it up i'll have to dive into the clickbait sometime <laughs> uh, yep. but uh, what's new with you though how has this week been for you what have you guys been up to um well my my parents gave michelle and i pickleball paddles for christmas last week oh shoot. and michelle's mom gave michelle's dad so my mother-in-law gave my father-in-law pickleball paddles as well for christmas oh, i'm so confused <laughs> <But>. so <laughs> 
In summary, two pairs of pickleball paddles have recently entered the possession of my family. <laughs> Which, if you can do the math there, that's enough for a doubles okay. game. <laughs> that's epic. <laughs> so, I think starting Christmas Day, we've gone, we've either gone to a local park or to a um, local church gym, and we've played, I think, five or six times pickleball. It is just way fun. Like, I've played a lot of different sports in my life, but I think pickleball is... One oh, of you them. like sports? Um, yeah, <laughs> kind of yeah, a sports guy. I like when they kick the ball myself. through the hoop, <laughs> the hoop, and then they get the the seven points or something. Um, yeah, but like of all those sports I've played, thousands and thousands of different sports I've played, Un- uncountable. Um, like I feel like pickleball is one of the most, like it's the lowest barrier of entry, but the most satisfying, like the most fast. Yeah, like I can some, see that. Like some sports are really easy, but then they're not that satisfying because you pick them up really easy. But I feel like pickleball. It's not hard to have fun, like, your first time playing. You know what I mean? Yeah. That makes sense. Because, like, I've played a few racket sports, hundreds of them, actually. As many (laughs) as you could possibly think of, plus ten. Times Google. (laughs) Times Googleplex. But, I don't know, it's like, pickleball is giving me the satisfaction of being good at a racket sport without having to go through the training and practice that I would have to with, like, tennis, you know, because I suck at tennis. Yeah. Heaven knows I suck at tennis. Yeah, you are so bad at tennis. (laughs) Whatever. Who is heaven, and how does he know this? (laughs) We'll get into that when you're older. Um, But I don't know. It's been way fun. I'm, like, really enjoying it. I mean, we got back from playing, like, two hours ago, and we played for a couple hours this morning. So have you played pickleball? I have. So we – I feel like pickleball has been probably the sport of the year. It's true. It's It's the sport of 2020. Crazy the past couple years. But, yeah, I got a bunch of friends who are about it, and – I played a little bit, and then over summer, so my dad is a teacher at the high school, and so over summer, we, or he, or I don't even know I should be saying this, but we, (laughs) heaven, and, (laughs) (laughs) but we uh, took like the PE's racquetball net and some paddles and stuff, and we put it in our street, and so we just put the net in the middle of the street. Underground pickleball league. Mm-mm-mm. You got to keep your eyes open in case the Roseville <laughs> Unified School District police officers drive by and see their stolen pickleball paddles. We've been looking for that for ages. <laughs> go, 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 go. That's them. Those are the guys. <laughs> we have since returned it, but it was really fun. It was, That's good. Really it was fun. a good old time. I just remember, I remember playing it in high school. Uh-huh. We uh, Are all of them plastic or are there wooden ones too? There are wooden ones too. We have... So we've been playing with both. The ones that Michelle and I have, it's like plastic, but they're thicker. It's like a double layer of plastic. Okay, okay. And then Michelle's dad has wooden paddles, and there's definitely a different feel to them. But uh, I, I don't know. The ones in my high school, they just, they're plastic. But if you throw it on the ground, it'll bounce up to you. Oh, what? That's like really durable plastic. And so that's like my memories of high school pickleball, just me throwing it on the ground and catching it and i felt super cool oh my gosh that's so funny and so anytime i play pickleball now i just want to throw it on the ground but i'm like i don't know if this is socially acceptable in the pickleball world but yeah yeah you're breaking the pickleball back back on the streets back on the streets (laughs) yeah i mean (laughs) back when little little jordia in the hood playing pickleball with his hood rat friends yeah when i was in seventh grade pe it's class we had, yeah it's pretty thug i don't think i could think of a more thug game if i actually thought about it. when i was in seventh grade we i played pickleball for the first time as like a pe unit or whatever so like three or four weeks you play a sport and we had like broken the team is that, teams is that how you were able to play so many sports 
in your uh, short lifetime? The, one of the many ways I've played one of the <laughs> <laughs> But we made, like, teams of, I think, two or four, and we would play a tournament, whatever. And my teammates and I, every time we scored a point, we'd turn around, shake our butts at the other team, and go, ace, ace, in your face, ace, ace, in your face. And wow. so we all went to the principal's office for that one. <laughs> I didn't get to play pickleball anymore in seventh grade. <laughs> Was this in your, your Nike Air Monarchs, too? Oh yeah, that was. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to get a good visual here. <laughs> I'd, I'd go back to the PE locker room and I'd put my stuff in my rolly backpack and I'd drag it off to the principal's <laughs> office. I'd have to explain to my mom why I don't get to play pickleball for the rest of the unit because we we said a fake swear word to the other kids and shook our butts at them. Yeah, Dang. it was it was a different. I time. didn't realize you were such a bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could say I, I don't, I don't like to mess around. <laughs> I don't so play pickleball really is gangster. <laughs> wow, <laughs> it's way fun. Do you think maybe I could play with you sometime? My mom can pick up if yours can take home. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I don't know if I have space in my minivan for a loser. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, totally wrecked me with that never one. never recover from that one. I've been good. Um, the brace been really good. I've been trying to figure out schooling and what I want to do with my life. But yeah. now that I have the free time, though, I'm able just to think about random stuff. Okay. So like, like instead of thinking about school and work and stuff all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just like, I'll see something and I'll actually give it thought. I'm like, huh? You're just sitting there. Isn't you're just it like weird. Hmm, maybe hmm. the <laughs> maybe that fascist movement and. 1937 Poland. You know, they had some good points. That's not true. I didn't mean that. As as I'm looking at a trash can. Hmm. <laughs> I don't get to ponder this during normal life. <laughs> like, I saw a picture of a crab, and I was like, okay. crabs are just like spiders. Are crabs they have gangster? claws and, <laughs> That's and true, though. eyes. You know? It's like, but we're They're, not afraid of crabs. We're like, oh, crabs are so cute. But they're like kind of scary know, if you think about it. Like I don't know that the people in my life that are very not a fan of spiders. I don't know that they're huge fans of crabs either. I I, I agree they're probably not as scared. But like the times I've seen a crab at a beach, like my sisters who are big anti spider advocates are freaking out. They're not fans. So hmm. well, we'll have to reach out to our nofers and see <laughs> how they feel about this yeah, yeah. pressing issue. Go to www.otnoaf.com <laughs> slash our crab's icky. <laughs> it's a it's a BuzzFeed poll, BuzzFeed quiz. We'll set it up. <laughs> Find it on our Pinterest page. I, well, I'm glad you've had time to ponder things like crabs and their okay. spiderness. Another thing is is dogs. Are they are, are they... they spiders? <laughs> with less legs and also less eyes. <laughs> I'm cuter. And it, does their poop have webs in them? Or? <laughs> if you think about it, everything's just a kind of spider with a different number of legs and eyes, right? <laughs> Is man a spider? <laughs> Headlines of the news tomorrow. Man wow. may be spider. <laughs> Is man icky? 
Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, okay, but like dogs, they're okay, what about like dogs? first of all, like their feet kind of creep me out. Like dog like feet paws? is weird. Yes, their paws. What is weird about the dog paw? Like the structure of it. Like the paw itself, like the not leg. The, not the bottom, but the like the toe like above the the upper part, the proportion of the paw. It grosses you out. It's just kind of weird, cause you know, like chickens have talons, and that's okay. kind of scary. But dogs, yeah. I don't know. I just feel like the structure is weird. I'm like, where? What is the origin of the dog? Yeah, like, like aren't they aren't they man made? No, <laughs> wait. <laughs> I feel like they it's are like robo dogs. How, like, like, what like, are you talking about? <laughs> They're animals, just like the rest of the animals, right? But like, where did like where do they derive from? Though? Like, what's their genus? <laughs> I mean, I they're, like, domesticated, right? So, like, they used to be in the wild, and then they've been adopted as just, like, a domesticated animal. Now they don't find them in the wild as much, right? But they weren't, like, invented by man. But were they, like, crossbred? Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I mean, I saw, I, I just pictured, like, man just, like, making robo-dog, and they've all been <laughs> robots the whole time. Yeah, I mean, from what I understand... Dogs aren't real. <laughs> not, neither are birds. From what I understand, they've been crossbred for so long to reach the kind of dog that people want, that, like, cuter dogs have become more popular, and more aggressive dogs are popular in, like, certain groups, but that's why you don't see as much, like, domesticated so they're kind of They're dogs. from wolves, right? I think some of them, yeah. Some of them, I don't know. I guess it's hard to imagine, like, a wild corgi, right? Like, hunting for its dinner. <laughs> but I guess at some point, they had to have oh, been please, one, no. right? <laughs> There was a pack of wild corgis tearing down innocent gazelles in the wild at some point. All right, this has gotten too scary for me. It's just that sometimes if I look at a dog too long, I'm like, where did you come from? Like, what? <laughs> where did you go? It just kind of, like, looks weird to me after a while. <laughs> I think, okay, so the grossest part to me of dogs, also horses, also most four-legged animals, as a kid, this always But not spiders? No, actually, not <laughs> spiders, is the hind leg with the reverse joint. Yes. As a kid, that grossed me out. Like, the more I looked at it, the more I was like, I agree. I agree. It's like having a backwards leg. Like, now it's like, whatever, but I just remember <laughs> when I was little, I was just like, I don't know, it should bend the same way. And, like, I would draw horses with all of them with forward-facing knees. <laughs> and it looked so bad. But, like, as a kid, I was like, hmm, this is the way it should be. I fixed it. I have revised I the God. horse structure. <laughs> Anyways, yeah. Also, uh, that's the part of the dog I would agree is icky. Rest of dog, not so weird. icky. I'd okay. say man is more like spider than dog. <laughs>
But yeah, I mean, another thing I've been spending a lot of time doing with this couple weeks we have in between school semesters is I've been able to read a lot. I actually, mm, so I had a I, I had a Kindle as a kid. I bought it when I was like 11. It was like the first thing I ever saved up for and bought. Um, and I had it wow. for like six or seven years. And then I think it broke or was lost. And then my wife actually got me one last week for Christmas. And so I don't know. It's weird, like comparing. I don't know. This pandemic year has meant that like we spend a lot of time at home especially this summer when as students like we don't we're not as busy as we are during the rest of the year we spend a lot of time stuck at home it's meant that i've turned to a lot of different forms of entertainment i've played more Mm -hmm. video games this year than i have in like 10 years i've watched more movies whatever and so it's weird how reading like stacks up against other forms of media if that makes sense yes i follow i don't know it's like for me i love reading but it's just so easy to not read sometimes for months at a time for sure for sure like it just takes that extra five percent of mental energy that is you just don't have to do with (laughs) movies you know it's just so much easier to turn on a streaming service it's a weird uh phenomenon (laughs) yeah no but but no honestly it's true because you know i'll i'll bring my book out to the family room and i'll be okay i'm going to read this book yeah and then i see my phone i'm like ooh, yeah. classic <laughs> what what what's in what, like, untold what's, treasures what's, yeah like, <laughs> like that's the thing with the phone though it's like you never know really what you're gonna like, you know what you're gonna get but yeah there's always like well there could be this or like something i know there's I a funny meme before. out there somewhere <laughs> <laughs> i need the memes i feel way more fulfilled reading a book than scrolling through instagram or something yeah that's the hard thing is it's like you can dig in and read a book which won't necessarily be like the moment to moment dopamine hit of social media but it'll be a more long-term fulfilling experience maybe it's challenging ideas maybe it's an emotionally touching story maybe it's funny i don't know for some reason you like that book whereas social media like you won't remember what you saw 20 minutes after you see it most of the time uh-huh. But you get kind of that every half second, you get a little dopamine hit of this funny thing or this headline or this picture of an attractive uh, person or I don't know. I think something too is with medias or like, like YouTube or Instagram or whatever you're doing, like you can share it with people True. instantly. True. Whereas like you read your book, but you usually have to wait for a conversation to kind of come up where you be like, oh, hey, I read this yeah. today. Sometimes what I'll do is... If I learn something in my book or just with my schoolwork or something, I'll talk to my roommates to be, hey, yeah, get this. Women are awesome. <laughs> breaking, breaking news. Men <laughs> aren't the shiz anymore. Thank goodness. <laughs> we finally figured it out. <laughs> but so I'm, I'm reading a book. <laughs> I couldn't think of anything like creative or like it's okay. funny in the moment. I was like, man. <laughs> Women are awesome. How about that? <laughs> okay, so you're so reading a it's book. It's just a fact. Yeah. <laughs> I am reading a book. Nice. Cool. Um, That's it, then. Thanks for listening to the podcast. I'm reading a book. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! <laughs> you did it! Very, very proud of he myself beauty, right he is now. Grace. He is Miss United <laughs> States. So I, I'll continue your thought for you. <laughs> Thank you. Please. I, so, like, for school, I read a lot of, like, classic literature. Especially this last semester, I read a lot of Shakespeare and, like, 18th and 17th century American literature. Which can, it obviously has a certain Correct. level of mental capacity necessary to read it. It's a certain reading level. 
But like get it. You're break. smart. No, stop. I cheat. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't. <laughs> um, Spark Notes is my best friend. <laughs> that's true, but I don't cheat. I promise. Don't listen to this, professor. <laughs> um, professor McGonagall, please don't listen to the <laughs> Yeah, please don't send me to detention with <laughs> Professor Umbridge. I've been reading f- fantasy the past week and a half or so. I've been reading Brandon Sanderson, who we live in Utah. I live in, I mean, we both go to school here in Utah, even though we're not necessarily from Utah. And so Brandon Sanderson is like the fourth member of the Trinity here. I don't, do you know who Brandon Sanderson is? What? So he's a, he's a fantasy writer who, he teaches part-time at our school, but he's also one of the most famous and successful fantasy writers in the world right now. Oh, you told me about him. Yeah, and if you look, if you, next time you go to a bookstore, Jordan, look at the bookshelves and you will see him everywhere. Like at Barnes & Noble in Provo, where we live, he has a whole corner of the store just of his books. What? Yeah, I'm not even joking. He has like like a title card genre that just says Brandon Sanderson. It says like fantasy, nonfiction, Brandon Sanderson books, cookbooks. <laughs> and I've kind of avoided him for years because it's kind of irritated me how much people love him around here. Yeah. That's just kind of me being an angsty 16-year-old teenager. You, do, who, you don't want to flow with the mainstream. Yeah. You're I don't too go far to, up I don't for go that. to prom because that's what the establishment wants me to do. <laughs> I'm going to stay I'm not going to follow these social constructs, Mom. Yeah, this is all a lie. Um, I want to read poetry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm angsty and creative, and so I read his book. Um, (laughs) I read the first one, Mistborn, and it's, like, way good. I was kind of surprised. What's it called? It's called Mistborn. Mist? M-I-S-T? Answer my question. (laughs) Mist, like, water vapor, born. Um, it's like a fantasy, like heist what? novel. <laughs> what? It's, what? I, just, I just said the words. I don't even know what's funny. Water, water vapored. Born. That's what mist is. Water vapored is is mist. Yeah. Do you know what mist is? I guess. I'm, aware. <laughs> I'm trying to make this as clear for you as possible. <laughs> okay. I think I get it. Continue. Okay. I'm gonna fax you later <laughs> with the title spelled out very clearly. <laughs> Okay, thank you. Yeah. Appreciate, I appreciate you yeah. and and my fax machine. <laughs> yes. But <laughs> as I was saying, I don't know. Sorry. It's like sometimes I forget how fun reading can be. I don't know. That sounds so corny and like LeVar Burton and like Reading Rainbow from 2003. such a nerd right now. He's in Community, by the way. Oh, really? LeVar Burton? Yes. I... Yeah, I sure. only know him from Reading Rainbow, and they briefly considered him as the new host of Jeopardy, and I was kind of hyped, but Ooh, my man shoot. Ken Jennings has taken over, so. But um, <laughs> it's like I read so much classical and, like, old literature and early modern stuff, it it kind of bogs me down, whereas I get to, like, a break from school, and I just want to watch movies and play Zelda mm-hmm. and do nothing with my brain. But then I read a book like this, and it kind of reminds me that, like... Reading is cool. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's fun. Oh, wow. Reading can be fun? Yeah. But it's like, I f- so I finished that book last night, and it's it's funny how fast, after finishing a book, I'm already thinking, like, oh, I don't want to start another book. Reading's exhausting. I'm going to go watch another TV yeah, show. Yeah. Like, even just this morning, I was like, oh, what book should I start? And I was like, eh. I'm just going to do nothing. I don't know. It's just... Yeah, yeah. It's weird how hard it can be to get into a book half the time, especially like recreational reading when as college students, we already have to do so much reading for school and just as an obligation. Yeah. For me, I always like during, during the breaks, I always like to read when I can. Um, but it's always so hard during the school year to read because one, your time's a little bit more limited, but two, 
anytime I read something that isn't for school, I feel kind of guilty. I'm like, should I be know, reading for school. I know there's so much other many so much other things. I know that there's a lot of things I could be reading <laughs> for my classes. It's all right. We'll practice <laughs> the grammar later. <laughs> I'm yeah. learning, guys. I'm learning. But bear with me. But yeah, maybe in my you head, read a book. Any, anytime. <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> I am reading, Dad. <laughs> anytime I read for fun, I'm like, oh, man, this is really cool. And I'm really enjoying this. But I need to read for my classes. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, I should probably be reading that instead. And so, in a way, it's kind of hard to justify. But then, totally. for some reason, it's easier for us to like, spend watch a movie for hours. Six hours. Like, yeah, like, watch yeah. movies and then like social media during the school year. Because yeah. I think that's kind of like a mental break. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I won't have the mental capacity if I read a book and then do my homework. And then go to normal reading. Yeah. Which in reality it would probably help me, but totally because it's more fun. It, it's different. Yeah. Too. But in my head, I'm like. Oh, my, my brain just really needs to be dumb for a little bit. Yeah. Even though it always is. But. <laughs> even though my brain always be dumb because human be spider. Um, yeah, that's kind of how I feel when I'm reading like a fantasy book like the one I read this week. Or I don't know, just the more recreational reading is a lot of times even like whether I'm in school or not in school. I feel like, oh, like I need to be reading books that challenge me and make me feel deep emotions or books that Mm. broaden my perspective culturally or... Like Magic Treehouse? You know, yes. (laughs) But also, like, like I love Charles Dickens and I love John Steinbeck. And, like, I've been really wanting to reread A Tale of Two Cities recently because that book is something that is not an easy read, but it's challenging. And it's this really deep emotional narrative that teaches you a lot about the human experience and whatever. A lot of abstract mumbo-jumbo, but... I sometimes I like guilt myself into thinking, oh, I need to be reading something at that level, something that brings yeah. me that sort of emotional or mental progression. That then I end up just not reading anything at all because I don't have it in me to jump into a Charles Dickens novel on my two weeks off from school. Mm-hmm. And so it's like I yeah. need to remember, like, I don't know, like reading Mistborn. It's I can't say it's changed my my perspective of life but it was really enjoyable and i really liked it and it's like that's as fulfilling of an experience as i can have with any other book so i shouldn't feel guilty for not necessarily reading at a certain level or jumping into Mm -hmm. really difficult novels because there's time for that and i can mix those into the the other books totally i'm kind of so i'm looking at my little book collection that i got going here right now and it's kind of ironic okay so (laughs) my (laughs) I have like a bunch of books about movies. Yeah. I realize. I'm like, I have a book about Tenet, about like behind the scenes right, and right. stuff. And then I have like a book on Wes Anderson, like all of his movies and like techniques and inspirations and all this stuff. So it's kind of funny because, you know, the movies are the escape and the entertainment. And I'm like reading about yeah. it. But it's still educational and it's still good. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like learning more about the creative process and totally you know how these people came to be so i think recreational reading is important and i think it's important to you know branch out and to read things that help you so i I like to read like movie stuff because i'm a nerd yeah and like financial books and like self-help books i don't know reading is just good just a browning perspective to learn new things and yeah reading isn't just it's just just for nerds (laughs) reading isn't Icky. First headline of 2021. Reading, not icky. Humans, icky. (laughs) 
Reading is not like spiders. <laughs> <laughs> but human do be like spiders. But <laughs> but if you had eight eyes, that would help a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Can't, yeah, that's true. I'm not a firm believer that holistically reading makes you smarter, whatever you're reading. I, I agree. mean, there's obviously things out there that aren't worth reading or you feel you at least feel smarter at least well i know i firmly believe that like just the act of like reading words and processing especially in a condensed format like reading a big book it practices your information retention skills it practices your problem solving and like your emotional capacity to empathize and i just think like reading growing up leads to smarter people and i'm not just saying i'm not saying there's a perfectly direct correlation between the kid who read the most pages in their teenage years as the smartest adult i just think that people that don't read at all are at a disadvantage to people who make reading a regular part of their life at least to some extent you know what i mean totally yeah because uh, even like just, books about helps. movies it's not necessarily like you're learning i don't know it's like these objective truths about life but like mm-hmm. you're you're processing information, you're expanding your concepts of design and composition and storytelling. And it's just like, there's so much you're learning, even when you're doing things for purely entertainment purposes that you don't even realize that you kind of miss out on when you watch TV, because I, I also see movies and TV as an art form, but there's just less mental involvement with watching something than there is with reading and processing it. I just look at Nick, shout out Nick. But a good friend of ours, Nicholas. A good friend of ours. Hopefully he listens to this. I think he has been listening to him. Yeah, if but he doesn't, this will be our guilt trip. <laughs> him and I grew up together, and Nick was always reading books. Yeah. And I read, I went through spurts. I had, like, my Magic Treehouse phase. I had my Harry uh, Potter phase. Oh, uh, yeah, the Magic Treehouse phase. And, the golden um, years, they've been called. Dude, honestly, those books are awesome i found some in my garage and i was like oh. Ooh. <laughs> see you guys in two days i'll be out of the garage by then. <laughs> but you know he just read all the time yeah and yeah. i read a decent amount but not as much as him and now i can see him now he's very smart and <laughs> yeah yeah when he's a, like it's, you yeah, can, again, it's I, not like a perfect correlation but like nick does process and retain information really well very well yeah. yeah and so i think i don't know, just looking in the future i think you talked about it your your dream in your home is just to have a big library or like yeah. a big i want, I want a room that's just like wall to wall i want like beauty and the beast style that's ladder. what i was just about to, I was about to yeah. say like beauty and yeah. the beast <laughs> but like not ornamental purely functional that's gonna be sick that's all we already like even now we have two big bookshelves in our apartment and i still have to leave like two full bins of books in our closet because there's no space Dang. for them which michelle it, one day we will have a well, house and that's also probably more <laughs> symptomatic of my poor f- money management than my love of books <laughs> because i spend way more money on books than i do on things that are more important but i don't know i just think there's like hardly any cons to reading i mean they obviously need to manage your yeah. time and things i think that they're are more cons in like visual art forms such as movies and tv like there are things out there that i just think can be detrimental to view whereas i, I think, can see that and i think there is, there's that in reading too but i think that there's it's less so i don't know i yeah i agree i mean well, like captain underpants is pretty important i would say actually okay honestly <laughs> as someone who has read every single captain underpants book multiple times and watched the movie <laughs> those are both the epitome of art 
<laughs> it, it doesn't get more spiritually progressive and, and uplifting than Captain Underpants. Yeah, I that man molded me into who I am today. <laughs> you can tell by your your use of poopy and other <laughs> yeah. such words. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not talking about Dave Pilkey, the author. I'm talking about Captain Underpants himself. He molded me into who I am. What would you say is your favorite book you have ever read? Oh, shoot. I know this is the worst question. I hate getting asked this question, too. But Aside from religious yeah, materials? Aside, yeah, yeah, yeah. Favorite, yeah, just kind of secular book. Um, man, off the bat, I really like Walden on Wheels. Okay. Huh. I love that book a what lot. Is, what is it about that book that is so... I, I've I've read... Okay, i got to be honest. I've read seven-eighths of that book. I'm just, seven I'm eighths? just now remembering that... So I was going to have him on <laughs> my radio show about a year and a half ago, actually, and then he went on a trip to Scotland, right. so I ended up having to cancel the interview. And I haven't reached out to him since. I should try him again, actually. But So I was reading the book in preparation for that, and I never finished, and I just remembered that I never finished. So, But anyways, tell me, what is it about Girl, Walden on that. Wheels that makes it your favorite book it kind of sparked my love for reading again okay. and one i one thing that i've noticed about my favorite writers is that they can put into words things that i've experienced or mm. things i have thought or felt but they can actually dictate it and so frank ocean is actually one of them as well yeah. i know i'm a big frank ocean fan but he had a zine come out with his album a while back called boys don't cry and he talked about, you know, when you look at a car and the wheels seem like they're turning backwards, but it's uh-huh. going forwards. Yeah. He described that sensation. I was like, whoa, that's so cool. Like he, he put into words perfectly how that experience is, huh. but which is like an experience I've always like been so curious about. Yeah. Cause just so bizarre. And I think with Wild on Wheels, he was able to say certain thoughts or feelings I had had and was able to dictate it and it was very relatable and then i think too just coming above your circumstances and getting things done and just going for it uh, just resonated with me and then the, the connection to walden which i still need to read right but i don't know it was just a really good book it was really fun and, and for me at that time it really sparked my love of reading again and at that time mm-hmm. you also gave me the alchemist oh you would let me borrow I, that i don't even remember that yeah, so you gave me The Alchemist, and that book was super good. Yeah, I loved it. Really good. By Paolo Coelho. I think it's just the books that, you know, connect with you in a certain way, and then I think the ones that remind you that reading is fun, or that, yeah. you know, just, it, it just reinvigorated my love for it, and so when I think about it, I think about that book a lot, so. And I've, I've noticed that you, I think you connect a lot with nonfiction, like creative nonfiction, and I, that's something I sometimes have a hard time getting into. Even when it's a creative narrative, like Walden on Wheels was, sometimes I find it a little bit more difficult to jump into. But yeah, I think the books that impact me the most are the ones that give me the the largest... I don't know. This is maybe me giving an idealized version of myself, but the ones that give me the largest emotional range in a book, if that makes sense. Like if a writer can lock into my emotions and take me on the biggest emotional roller coaster. And that doesn't necessarily mean just, like, cheap thrills and scares and, like, cheap suspense. Like, I've read mystery thrillers and Harlan Coben, and, like, his books are good, but it's not... I don't remember the emotions I felt on those books a month later. Harlan Coben's... I don't know if you've seen his books. He's a pretty prolific uh, thriller writer, but it's it's just, like, a kidnapping and a manhunt and a torturer and I don't know. And it's, like, 
that's an emotional roller coaster. But I'm thinking of like one of my favorite books of all time is A Tale of Two Cities, like I mentioned earlier, because of the depth of human emotion and just sadness and trauma and fear and just like love that I feel when I read those books and I connect with those characters as one character willingly gives his life for someone he barely knows. And another character experiences the the sorrow and worry of like a grieving parent that doesn't think they're ever going to see their child again. And I don't know, it's like emotions like that, that, and again, this is maybe just me like idealizing a version of myself as a reader, because I also just like, I don't know, I liked Mistborn, and that one isn't necessarily as emotionally connecting as those other books, but if a writer can do that... Make you feel something. Yeah, that those are the ones that mean the most to me. But totally. it, it's also the hardest to find it done really well, and also find it done really well where it's not like a 500-page slog where I give up halfway through the book, because some yeah. writers are good at connecting with your emotion, but they're bad at driving a plot. And so they'll have a really engaging character, but 200 pages in, I'm just so bored, I just give up, so... This past week, I went on a hike. I actually went mountain biking with my old English teacher from high okay, school. Okay, cool. And um, so him and my dad were just talking about a variety of things and kind of yeah. the curriculum and how they can work with kids and teach kids and have open conversations about, you know, what's going on in the world right now and race issues in sure. America and how can we have open conversations which is something that you and I have talked a lot about yeah um, but it was really cool to hear their perspectives and how they books can influence that mm-hmm. and one book that we read in high school was called Half of Yellow Sun which was super huh. powerful that book was very heavy because it's it's about the Biafran Civil War huh. so there's a there's, a there's a civil civil war in a country in Africa and it was just insane, but it really opened my eyes to a, a lot of things. And that book has had a, a big impact on me even to today and yeah. just my perspective on things. And it's so cool to relate that back to my high school teacher and then watch my dad and him talking about, hey, how can we, what, what, what books can we read? What movies can we show to help these kids learn and empathize and understand? Yeah. And how can we promote these conversations to create positive change? And so it was really cool. And I think, you know, all medias, all arts has the power to do that. And we can learn so much from them. And I think books have a very special place in that. Thank you for listening to Opinions That No One Asked For, or Atnof. Atnof is hosted by me, Jordan Sidrud, and McKay Menden, who also did the editing. Original music for this week was done by Tyson Sidrud. Make sure to give us a review on Apple Podcasts. We would love to get your feedback, and five stars would make us feel yummy in the tummy. Don't do drugs or bad things and <laughs> you just think so hard about the other stuff not to do <laughs> well I was like stay away from the... crabs <laughs> stay away from crabs anyways <laughs> <laughs> you get the gist we'll see you next week <laughs>